This is a clip from The Ancient Gift. The entire episode is available on The Ancient Gift YouTube channel and all podcast platforms. Click the link in the description to get access to the entire episode now. Now, Pisces is the mutable water sign. So that's the sign of the two fish in the water. So all the water examples I just gave you here, water, um, fountain, stream, river, pond, lake, sea, ocean, that takes place in Pisces too. So the first two signs I talk about are water. And based on how um, the passages in the Bible come out is how you determine which sign they're talking about because they make patterns. Then Aries is the ram, and in Aries you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day. It's a 12-hour night. It's also the Passover, or the passing over of the sun over the equator and back on its way to its height in the summer solstice. So it's celebrated with two holidays, in Judaism Passover, which is when the angel of death passes over all the Egyptian houses, and anyone that doesn't have the lamb's blood or the ram, Aries being the ram, <coughs> the lamb's blood smeared on their door, their firstborn sons get killed. In Christianity, we have the resurrection of God's son, S-U-N, which is uh, Easter. And that's all in Aries. So whenever you hear ram, lamb, shepherd, or ram's horn, you're talking about Aries. Then Taurus is the bull. When you look at the sky and you see Taurus during the season where it's supposed to be, you know that you need to put the plow on the bull on earth so that you can plant so that the seeds, you can harvest them in Virgo and Libra. So whenever you're talking about bull, ox, calf, or cow, cow being a female bull, uh, you're talking about Taurus. Gemini is the twins. It's the story of Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy. It's the story of Achilles. Remember the names Castor and Pollux Troy, because I'm going to come back to that. Okay? But that's basically, anytime you hear twins or brothers, they're talking about Gemini. Cancer is the crab, and it's a sideways-moving creature. So just as the sun rises a degree on its axis starting on December 25th, it stops on June 21st, and for three days it rises to the same degree, hence moving sideways. Then on June 25th, it lowers a degree. The crab in the ancient Egyptian time was known as the scarab. So whenever you hear crab or beetle or scarab, you're talking about cancer. Then Leo is the king. He's the lion. He's the king of the jungle. The ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. So whenever you hear lion, lioness, or cub, you're talking about Leo. Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk. So remember before when we said that you plant in Taurus, well, the virgins would cultivate the wheat in Virgo in order to make the bread for the year. So whenever you hear virgin, wheat, grain, seed, barley, corn, grainy things, they're always harvested in Virgo. Okay. So that's Virgo. So you have woman or girl or old lady or grandmother. Uh, those are all signs of Virgo because the woman. So is the lady with the wheat stalk. Okay, so whenever you hear wheat, grain, seed, barley, corn, or grainy things that you harvest, that's Virgo. Libra is the justice. It's the scales. It's the balance. It's the just one. And the reason it's the justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox and begins its descent into winter, into cold, into death. The Jews always celebrate the new year around the fall equinox. Okay, Libra is also wine season, which is when you plant for the grapes in Taurus, you press the wine here. It's also olive oil season. You press the olives in Libra to make the oil. So whenever you hear law, judge, justice, the just one, divorce, marriage, court, wine, vineyard, wine press, grapes, olive oil, olive or oil, you're talking about Libra. Incidentally, uh, frankincense and myrrh are both olive plants as well. So in the Bible, when they're talking about bringing Jesus uh, the frankincense and the myrrh, 
or his parents. Those are olive plants. So that tells you it has something to do with Libra. Scorpio is scorpion. <clears throat> He's the betrayer. When a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. It's why the mafia has the kiss of death. And it's why Jesus was betrayed by Judas with a kiss. So the sun is judged in Libra and it's betrayed in Scorpio. And then finally in Sagittarius, this is where the bow and the arrow shoot the sun and inflict further punishment on the sun. This is where the sun dies. Why? Because on December 21st, the sun is at its lowest point. It cannot rise any lower. It's dead. The ancients would look at it. They would see the sun and it wouldn't cross the horizon on December 21st. So they would say the sun was dead. And then just like it walked three days sideways in cancer with the crab, it walks three days sideways here. So it stays at that dead level for three days, which is why Jesus, the sun was dead for three days. When on December 25th or the birth of God's son, it rises up another degree and starts to make its way back up to the top. So whenever you hear horse, bow and arrow, spear, or horseman, you're talking about Sagittarius. Finally, you have Capricorn. Capricorn is the goat because he likes to climb the mountain. And if you look at the zodiac wheel here, with Cancer being on top and Capricorn at the bottom, this is how a zodiac wheel should look. Capricorn's at the bottom. So if you imagine the sun alongside the zodiac wheel, climbing a degree a day all the way back to its height in Cancer, and then to its kingdom in Leo, because the sun rules Leo. Um, it starts in Capricorn. It starts to climb up the mountain. And just like the goats climb up the mountain, the mountain goats. Nothing climbs up the mountain better than the mountain goats. So do you have any questions before we start to get into other stuff? No, I don't. I want you to continue on. I'm going to let you take it. And um, I probably will interrupt at some point, but I'm really trying to, to respect your, your time and your space. But I do have a ton of questions. Let's try it at the end. Unless I can't resist. Okay. How's that? Okay. Cool. <laughs> Jesus, this, can you see me, by the way? Absolutely. Okay. I didn't Because I can't see myself. Okay. That's fine. So Jesus disappears at 12 and comes back at 30. This has been a subject of great debate, but the answer is actually quite simple, actually. What happens to a young Jewish boy at the age of 12? He becomes bar mitzvah. He becomes a man. So Jesus becomes a man and leaves to study. He starts his ministry at 30. But why? Why 30? Well, the ancient Jewish religion has its roots in Saturnalia worship from before it, okay, from the pagans. That's why their day of rest is the Saturday or the Saturn day, because ancient Jewish religion goes back to Saturn worship. So why 30? Well, Saturn worshipers or Saturnalia worshipers said that you were not allowed to become a teacher until Saturn came back to the point it was at when you were born. And it just so happens that Saturn takes 30 years to come back. Okay. That's why a lot of people have mental awakenings at 30. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Now the sun tells the hour of the day. The moon tells the day of the month. The zodiac tells the month of the year. In our little location in the Milky Way galaxy where we are, um, there's a perfect calendar, a solar calendar that was put in place. Okay. So you can't tell me that things were random. And to me, this is proof of God. This is a signature of God. Um, an actual signature of God take away from the Bible and all the ancient holy texts where they say it's the literal word of God. It's not the word of God. It's the word of people. Okay. But there are signs that show us that creation has occurred. This being one of them. You mean, it's a perfect that, it's, calendar. You mean that it's been translated like how many times and how many languages and that's not the word of God. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Well, it's not, it's not even that it, the words have sort of changed. It's that it's not the word of God at all. 
This is this was written by people, and um, it's, it's been encoded too. Now watch this. Moses goes to the top to the Ten Commandments, and when he comes down, he sees them worshiping a golden calf. So what's more likely? The Jews got run out of Egypt. They couldn't even let the bread rise, which is why they have matzah to this day. They rushed to the desert with just the clothes on their back, but happened to carry enough gold between all of them, found welding equipment in the desert, and built a giant statue, or the sun is the gold, and the calf is the bull or Taurus. They were worshiping the sun in Taurus, whereas they are the Jews or the people of Aries, okay? The ram. The Jews are the people of Aries, the ram. That's why they blow the ram's horn to the sky still to this day during the holidays. So he breaks the commandments, becoming the first lawbreaker because he broke the law. Okay, now the Lord sent fiery serpents among people and they bit the people so that many people of Israel died. So the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned because you have spoken against the Lord and you intercede with the Lord that he may remove the serpents from us. And Moses interceded for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a standard and it shall come about that anyone who is bitten when he looks at it will live. Well, so Moses has a staff with a snake surrounding it. It's the rod of Asclepius from the Greeks. That's what it is, which evolves into the caduceus, which is the medical thing now, which all goes back to the Kundalini yoga. I, I have a quick question. Sorry. Now, the Bible is known for being a, a, a series of metaphors or a book of metaphors for lessons, I, I believe, to teach lessons. So were they literally bitten by snakes or was this some kind of a spiritual thing that were happening to them, like an, maybe an awakening or, or, or moving away? It's a story to prove. It's a story to prove a point. Okay. It's a story to prove a point. 